CodeCast, a podcast series presented by the International Cyanide Management Institute, or ICMI. This series provides our listeners with useful information about the International Cyanide Management Code to help you further understand the code's compliance requirements and expectations. Each CodeCast episode is designed to supplement the training and guidance materials that you can find on the Cyanide Code website. If you'd like to access these materials, please go to cyanidecode.org. In this CodeCast, we will discuss the benefits of conducting interim assessments or surveillance audits for code compliance during the three-year certification cycle. Please note that although the following discussion and examples focus on mining operations, the same benefits also apply to cyanide production and transportation operations. Let's begin by clarifying what we mean by interim assessments. In this context, interim assessments are reviews conducted between formal certification audits. Many certification schemes, for example ISO certification, require interim assessments during a certification cycle. Although the Cyanide Code program does not require interim assessments, it does recognize their benefits for a code-certified operation. Our interactions with both auditors and operations indicate that well over half of certified mining operations rely on interim assessments to help them ensure continuous compliance with the Cyanide Code. This includes most mining operations in Australia and South Africa, as well as many operations in Brazil and elsewhere in South America. The benefits of conducting interim assessments are clear when reviewing certification audit reports. Operations that routinely plan, conduct and document interim assessments have fewer compliance issues in their next certification audit. Interim assessments are particularly effective at reducing compliance issues related to changing cyanide producers and transporters, the retention of inspection and training records, and maintaining wad cyanide concentrations of less than 50 mg per litre in tailings. Another benefit is that carrying out interim assessments allows the early identification and correction of gaps, deficiencies or soft spots in an operation's systems and facilities. Identifying potential issues early through interim assessments allows operations to plan, budget and implement any necessary changes or corrective actions well in advance of the next recertification audit. Interim assessments can also identify potential problems before they occur and prevent a slow, incremental deterioration of the operation's cyanide management programs that may otherwise go unnoticed until a serious incident occurs. Interim assessments often eliminate the need for a major compliance effort immediately prior to a recertification audit. Some Cyanide Code certified operations also participate in other programs that have expectations that overlap with those of the code, for example ISO certification programs. As a result, interim assessments may also provide an opportunity to review compliance with other programs at the same time. Many of the code's requirements and expectations are also similar to external requirements, such as monitoring requirements by regulatory authorities, so that compliance with other programs may be reviewed along with code compliance. Interim assessments can also be used to train employees on the code's requirements and to train them on the operational systems in place to meet those requirements. Many mining, production, and transport operations experience high employee turnover during the three-year certification cycle, which can lead to a loss of institutional knowledge of the code's requirements. As a result, interim reviews can also be a training opportunity 
to make new employees familiar with the code's requirements and expectations. Most importantly, interim reviews conducted between certification audits help meet the code's ultimate goal of enhanced protection of workers, communities, and the environment. Operations that conduct their own internal or third-party audits or program reviews demonstrate to their workforce that responsible cyanide management is an integral part of the operation rather than something that needs attention only every three years. To realize these benefits, interim assessments should be used to dig for answers to the following four general questions. 1. Are the systems in place for code compliance being maintained, and are they still effective? Checking data and records should identify issues that may have developed since the most recent certification audit. For example, if an operation relies on a cyanide destruct system for maintaining WAD cyanide concentrations in its tailings below 50 mg per litre, an interim assessment should examine whether data indicates that the destruct system is still effective in achieving its target. Another example is to examine whether training and inspection systems have been maintained, including retaining records that demonstrate their implementation. A second important question is whether there have been any changes at the operation that mean its procedures, training, inspection and maintenance programs should be updated. Three years is a long time between certification audits and mining operations can undergo substantial changes in that time. For example, has the operation constructed new heap leach pads or added a lift to its tailings dam? Or has the operation changed the delivery of cyanide to the site from briquettes in intermediate bulk containers to briquettes in solid-to-liquid isotainer systems? Changes like these would typically require changes in procedures, training, maintenance, and other operational programs. Interim assessments should also check whether the operations management of change process has been effectively used to implement the changes. A third question is whether the operations have addressed any areas of concern or soft spots identified in previous audits. Auditors frequently note such soft spots during a certification audit, even when they do not rise to the level of substantial compliance. An interim audit provides an opportunity to ensure that the soft spot has been corrected and has not worsened to a potential substantial or non-compliance situation. Finally, are there opportunities for improvement that should be implemented? A well-structured interim assessment that carefully reviews an operations facilities and systems should also examine areas that may get overlooked in other types of reviews for other purposes. Let's turn now to the key considerations for planning, scheduling, and conducting effective interim assessments. When planning an interim assessment, a critical consideration is what the scope of the assessment should be. Some assessments are designed to be a comprehensive review of the operation's compliance with all of the requirements and expectations of the cyanide code. In this case, the interim review should be similar in both breadth and depth to a full certification audit. However, an operation could also focus the assessment on specific operational areas or on specific code requirements. For example, the assessment could focus primarily on cyanide training and emergency response drills, systems and equipment. Or it could focus on new processes or facilities, or ones that have undergone substantial changes since the previous certification audit. 
interim reviews are frequently designed to test specific areas that have undergone extensive changes since the previous certification audit or were identified as soft spots in a previous audit. It's also important to consider whether the interim assessment should be primarily a desktop or a field exercise and whether to conduct it in person or virtually. In most cases, an in-person interim assessment with both desktop and field activities is the most effective approach. But a desktop-only virtual audit might also be effective if the interim audit is focused only on certain code principles. For example, if the interim audit focused on principles 1 and 2, which relate to cyanide production and cyanide transportation to the mining operation, a field inspection might not add much value. In this scenario, the audit should be conducted virtually using video conferencing. On the other hand, if the effectiveness of inspections and maintenance programs under Standard of Practice 4.1 are being targeted, then field inspections would be necessary. The timing and frequency of interim assessments are also important considerations. Many certified mining operations routinely conduct interim assessments annually, or at the halfway point between certification audits, or a year before the certification audit is required. Allowing ample time between the interim audit and the formal certification audit is important, as time may be needed to complete any necessary corrective actions before the next scheduled certification audit. Time may also be needed to further investigate compliance issues and plan, budget for, and implement corrective actions. For example, suppose an interim audit identifies that a change in ore type and the resulting changes in process cyanide concentrations have caused consistent exceedances of the cyanide code's 50 mg per litre wad cyanide limit in the tailing stream. In this case, substantial time and budget may be needed for an effective corrective action, such as installation of a cyanide destruct circuit or examining the effects of blending different ore types in the process circuit. Major operational changes, such as changes in processing, changes in facilities, or changes in management, all might be reasons to conduct an interim assessment. For example, the development of a new tailing storage facility might trigger substantial changes in requirements and needs for inspections, monitoring, emergency response, water balance modelling, wildlife exclusion, and training. Interim assessments are also sometimes scheduled as a follow-up to an environmental or health or safety incident. A root cause analysis after an incident may identify system failures, such as for maintenance, inspections, or training systems. Operations may then want to critically and comprehensively examine those systems throughout the operation, using an interim review to determine if systems are functioning effectively and as designed and intended. Another scheduling consideration is employee turnover. Many operations experience high employee turnover during the three-year certification period, with potential impacts on training programs, document and record keeping, emergency response capabilities, and cyanide purchasing. In this case, the interim assessment can be used as a training tool to familiarize new workers with the cyanide code's requirements and as a means to test continuous compliance of the systems in place. Another approach to scheduling is to conduct reviews of selected codes, standards, or principles on a rotating basis. For example, conformance with Standard of Practice 1.1 for cyanide production 
and Standard of Practice 2.2 regarding Sinai transportation might be assessed in one month. The next month, Standards of Practice 3.1 and 3.2, with requirements for management of high-strength cyanide would be audited, and so on. The duration of the assessment is also a consideration and should be tailored to the scope. A full review to determine compliance with all nine of the Cyanide Code's principles might take three to five days, depending on the number of auditors, their experience, and the operation's preparation and readiness. Partial reviews that target particular principles, standards of practice, or operational issues would take less time and reduce disruption to the operation. When deciding on the scope, schedule, duration, and frequency of interim audits, it is important to consider staff time and availability. Disruption to normal day-to-day responsibilities is inevitable, but should be minimized while ensuring that the interim assessment fulfills its objectives. Another major consideration when planning interim assessments is the expertise of the auditors who will carry it out. Although some operations choose to have interim audits performed by qualified cyanide code auditors, others elect to conduct them internally, using operational personnel, corporate staff, or staff from another of the company's operations. A benefit of using a qualified external auditor is that the operations, systems, and facilities are examined with a fresh set of eyes, as the external assessor may not be familiar with the operations details. An external assessor may also bring experience in similar systems for code compliance at many different operations and may be able to make recommendations for improvements based on that experience. On the other hand, a benefit of using internal personnel to conduct an interim review is the experience gained by internal staff by critically examining facilities and systems and also having to critically evaluate implementation of the Cyanide Code's requirements as an assessor rather than as an operator. Costs may also be reduced by taking this approach. If you do use internal personal assessors, you should ensure that they do not audit the systems for which they have responsibility. Use of an interim review for internal training should also be balanced against the need for an effective and rigorous examination. Some operations use a combination of internal and external assessors. For example, an operation may use a single qualified lead auditor teamed with staff from the operation, a corporate group, or from other operations owned by the same company. All of these models should achieve the objectives of the interim assessment, providing that they are planned and conducted as a rigorous, documented evaluation of the operation's facilities and systems. By documented, we mean there should be a clear record of what was assessed, the methodology for how it was reviewed, who conducted the assessment, and a record of the results. Depending on the scope and objectives of the review, documentation could range from a complete internal update of the detailed report from the operation's most recent cyanide code certification audit to a detailed color-coded scorecard of items assessed and the results to a PowerPoint presentation for management. The key is that there be a record that is useful to the operation. The target audiences should be identified and the type of documentation should be tailored to those audiences. Audiences might include operational staff, site managers or corporate managers. As with certification audits, if necessary, operations should prepare and implement an internal corrective action plan to address any identified deficiencies 
with established responsibilities, target completion dates, and budgets. ICMI firmly believes that well-planned, formal, documented interim assessments provide substantial benefits to operations, both in terms of continuous cyanide code compliance, but also in terms of reducing risk to workers and the environment between certification audits. This concludes our codecast on interim assessments. Additional details on this topic may be found in ICMI's Guidance for Use of the Mining Operations Verification Protocol, available on the Cyanide Code website. If you have any questions on this topic or would like to make any comments, suggestions or requests for other topics to be covered, please send an email to us at info at cyanidecode.org.